And welcome everybody to another Strange Uncle's Oddities. This one's kind of a fun one, but kind of a macabre one, I think, at the same time. Uh, I stumbled on this article a while ago, kind of been sitting on it a little bit, because it just fascinates me. I mean, I understand the times, and this was a thing. I'm sure it's not a thing as much as it was, but um, we're talking about... Um, Grave robbery, basically. Like, you know, it was rampant at uh, one time in the century, mainly for cadavers to sell medical school or to check for jewelry, you know, wealth, whatever have you. Um, it was pretty crazy what had happened. But there are 13 stories here that I picked that are um, very interesting, and most of them revolve around somebody famous. Um, so stand by, everybody. Let's talk about weird, random grave robbing. On March 2nd, 1978, two months after the movie star's death, Charlie Chaplin's body was dug up from its resting place in Switzerland. Charlie's widow received a ransom note asking for $600,000. She refused to pay it, saying that Charlie would have thought it ridiculous. <laughs> Which I find funny. Uh, Roman Wardus of Poland and Glaxo Ganov of Bulgaria were eventually arrested for grave robbing and attempted extortion. They showed police to Chaplin's body, which they had buried in a nearby cornfield. After the affair, the Chaplin's body was reburied in a concrete grave just in case. Ed Gein was a farmer with some unusual tastes. Actually, his taste in, in home decor, as well as murders, uh, actually inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's crazy. Toby Hooper took, uh, took that on for sure. Uh, he's also referenced in the characters of Norman Bates in Psycho and Buffalo Bill in The Silence of the Lambs. Gein liked to rob graves and then experiment in human taxidermy, as well as necrophilia. He eventually turned to murder, killing at least two women in 1952. Gein was arrested and confined to various psychiatric institutions until his death in 1984. The plan looked good on paper. In 1876, Abraham Lincoln's body was kept above ground within a sarcophagus in Springfield, Illinois, Oak Ridge's cemetery, with only a single padlock protecting it. The gang of Chicago Irish counterfeiters, led by Big Jim Canelli, had simple demands. $200,000 in ransom and a full pardon for their member, Benjamin Boyd, who was dying, uh, who's actually doing 10 years uh, at a time in prison. The only problem was that the expert grave robber, quote unquote, they hired for help in the caper, turned out to be an undercover secret service agent. Ah, oh well, you screwed that one up, didn't you guys? In 1820s England, there was a cadaver shortage, which something I was talking about earlier. Medical schools started paying top dollar or pound, let's say, uh, for fresh bodies in good condition. Looking to capitalize on this, William Burke and William Hare began robbing graves in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1827. Wanting to increase the revenue they took for murdering people and selling their fresh corpses. And uh, they got away with it for quite some time till they <laughs> finally got caught. And here's a good one here. As absurd as, as absurd as it sounds, this is not a Mad Lib. Calling himself the Freedom Undertaker, Ojish Jagash has robbed the graves of several famous composers in order to procure their teeth. He wants to use said teeth in order to start his own museum. In YouTube videos, the grave robber boasts about his collection, which apparently includes the teeth of Johann Strauss Jr., which uh, he's still out there? I... Uh, I, I don't understand that story. 
Anyway, onwards and upwards. Uh, in 2011, Pakistani brothers Muhammad Arif and Farman Ali were jailed for digging up graves, stealing as many as 150 bodies and eating the flesh. When police raided their house again in 2014, they were still uh, eating people, evidently. So, interestingly, uh, cannibalism isn't strictly illegal in Pakistan, so the police had to bring them in under the maintenance of public order section of the Pakistan Penal Code in order to uh, put them in jail. So there's workarounds, I guess, for everything, right? And then in 1819, William Cobbett decided that a barren field was no place for the author of Common Sense to be buried. So, like any concerned citizen, he decided to dig up the body of Thomas Paine and give it a proper burial in England. Unfortunately, Cobbett ran out of money, and Paine's bones remained in storage until Cobbett's death. After that, no one really knows what happened to Paine's remains. Uh, So, yeah, so much for that plan, right? At the time of his death in 1876, retail giant Alexander T. Stewart was worth $50 million, making him the third richest man in America. A clever and entrepreneurial grave robber known as Henry G. Romaine managed to exhume the corpse and escape with it. He then asked for $250,000 in ransom for the return of the body. After several years of failed police attempts to find the body, Stewart's widow negotiated the ransom down to $20,000. The ransom was paid, the bones were returned, and the police never apprehended Romaine. Uh, In 2011, Anatoly Moskvin was found playing with dolls. The macabre part is that he made the dolls himself out of the exhumed remains of little girls. This uh, prolific grave robber dug up over 100 graves and researched the bodies of the girls extensively before bringing them home. In total, he was found with 29 mummified girls at the time of his arrest. After spending years in the psychiatric ward, a judge determined that he was unfit to uh, stand trial. So there you go. As the son of President William Henry Harrison and father of President Benjamin Harrison, John Scott Harrison probably expected a dignified eternal rest. When a nearby grave was discovered exhumed at his funeral, special precautions were even taken to place his body in a secret grave. John's oldest son, John Harrison Jr., sent out to find the exhumed body and solve the mystery of its identity. After receiving a tip, he went to Ohio Medical School in Cincinnati and found his father's body. Quinkinink. Crazy. And then in 2015, the skull of F.W. Murnau, director of the 1922 horror masterpiece Nosferatu, was stolen from its 83-year resting place. Wax drippings found at the scene indicated that it was probably an occult ritual. For years, a crypt would occasionally be broken into, but this was the first time anything actually was stolen. And then uh, there's the father of modern Italian capitalism, uh, Enrico Cachua, wasn't able to stay long in his eternal resting place. Less than a year after his death in 2000, the heavy marble stone covering his tomb was found cracked by a maid who tended the grave. The body was missing. Soon after, the family received a ransom demanding $3.5 million million in return for the body. When the ransom was not immediately paid, the grave robber called. Police traced the call, arrested the culprit, and returned the body, all intact. Oh, technology. And lastly, in 2009, the body of former president of the Republic of Cyprus, Tassos Papadopoulos, was stolen. 
Apparently, an inmate serving two life sentences for murder asked his brother to dig the body up and negotiate his release. It was worth a try, since violating a grave is only a misdemeanor in Cyprus. Uh, so there you go. You know, if you're into grave robbing, uh, you know where to move. Stay strange, everybody. Close the gates.